Welcome to the podcast. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I've gone from being in complete overwhelm, burning the candle at both ends, and watching my health, relationships, and business suffer, to creating a life with more joy, ease, and abundance. If you're ready to let go of the overwhelm, reclaim your health, and push past your comfort zone so that you can unleash your next level of success to create a greater impact, then sit back as we delve into conversations as well as bring on guests to share with you tools, knowledge, and real action steps to get you there. Listen in because you never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friend. Welcome to another episode. So happy you're here with me. Today, I'm talking about how to live an inspired life and why it may be a good idea to stay out of the staff room. (laughs) So years ago, I made the decision to stop going into staff rooms. And I used to do this at all jobs that I had. You know, and don't get me wrong, this was a process. So there was a time where I hung out in the staff room. And there have been staff rooms that I've been in that are actually a lot of fun. But generally, and I'm speaking generally, if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of the times staff rooms end up being a place for gossip, for complaining, for just retelling what's already happened. And there really isn't a whole lot of good that comes out of it. And I don't mean that the people in staff rooms are just, we're all people, we're all more similar than we are different. But what I'm saying is there's just something about that environment and it might be not be for a staff room, a staff room for you, for you, it might be friends that you're spending time with, people that you're spending time with, even family, that just the conversations aren't getting you anywhere. And I really, there came a point in my life where I realized the connection between the words we speak the words we hear, and the energy that we feel. And I decided to make a change, just to not spend time there and to really be conscious of the people that I spend time with and the places that I spend time with. It doesn't mean that we have to cut these things out of our lives 100%, but let's just say, Darren Hardy always talks about it. He talks about your four, your four week friends, four day, I won't get this right, but this is the concept. For your four week friends, your four day friends, your four minute friends. I don't even know if fours are in the thing, but it comes from his book, The Compound Effect, which I remember when I first heard that and I thought that's so true. You know, there's people in our lives that we absolutely love, but for whatever reason, our energy is zapped when we spend too much time there. And so those are the people that maybe are going to be our friends that are, the sh- we just spend shorter times there. And Everyone has different seasons of lives, life and things change. But today I want to talk about, you know, what to do, how to live this inspired life. Life is about seasons. We all go through phases where we're like, blah, like what's going on? What we don't want to do is spend too much time there because as we know, it's true. The saying is cheesy, but it is beyond true that life is short. 
So why spend it just going through the motions as opposed to living an inspired life, an exciting life, a life that gives you energy? Energy is very much a decision that we make. It doesn't always have to do with the rest we have. We all know people, maybe we've gone through phases of our lives where we're sleeping a lot, we're resting a lot, and yet the energy just isn't there. It's often because we're not in a state of growing. We're in a state of just being stuck and going, like I said, going through the motions. So why, like, why is it so important to choose the circles that we spend time with important? And, you know, for me, this has become really poignant in the last year and a half to two years when I made the decision to move once again. And I came to a place where there was a lot of people that I knew from my past, but didn't know well because I'd been away for 25 years. And so I didn't really feel like I had a ton of connections in terms of friendships and people that I could just call up and hang out with. And so I thought, you know what, this is actually a good kind of opportunity to meet new people, create a new vision for my life and look for people that are going to help to inspire me. And that took time. It didn't happen overnight, but it is so worth it. I want to talk about the five lessons that I have really gained from spending time around people that really inspired me to grow. And I want to share these five lessons and what I learned from various people through various times in our life, in my life. Because as I reflect back, I realize had I not chosen time to spend there, I could have really missed out on these beautiful life lessons and more important, that energy, that like excitement for life and that like, what's the word? Just that vitality. So one of the things was spending time with people that inspired me to travel and to get out of my comfort zone. So meeting friends that were just way more adventurous than I was. Like I never, I I did move to a different city um, really kind of on a whim again because of people that I met. I never would have come up with that on my own. And once I was in London, I met people who just loved to travel and would just book. I remember being with my friend Oz and we would book a flight on a Friday to come back on a Sunday and we would just go on to a Ryanair website and choose the cheapest flight we could find to anywhere. And it was like so adventurous. But again, had I not been with her, I I don't know that I would have had the courage to do that. So how beautiful to be with someone that inspired me. Now I had this desire to travel and that desire came from early in childhood. As a, as a young girl, my mom, even though she was a single mom, she worked so hard, but she always found a way to get us to Portugal at least every few years. But I used to wonder, like, what does the rest of the world look like beyond that? So I had already that, I knew what that felt like to get on a plane, to go somewhere that was so exciting. And so that was already starting, but I used to wonder and was so curious about the rest of the world. I wanted to see the pyramids. I wanted to touch them. I wanted to go to Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. I wanted to be in Rome for Easter. There was all these like things that even as a teenager, I really would just dream of them. But again, I don't know 
then I would have had the courage to do them on my own had I not found friends and spent time with friends who were already doing it and that had that adventurous spirit. So I really learned through the company that I was keeping how to step out of my comfort zone, how to let go of that fear and just go for it. And thanks to that, I did even do some traveling on my own, which when I first started traveling, never thought I would have the courage to do that. The second thing I learned from people that I spend time with is you don't know this was this is such a good this was such a good lesson I feel like it should have been at the top but these aren't in any particular order what I learned from my friend Gunai was that if you don't you don't know unless you ask you don't know the answer unless you ask and I think of how much this lesson has served me in life so many things that I feel nervous sometimes asking for and yet I just I'll remember those moments with her where I where I just saw her being so courageous and I'm going to share one one of the things she did because it's quite a funny story but like I remember dying of embarrassment and being in awe of her at the same time and then when it was done I was just really in awe and just thought she was and she is the coolest person one of the coolest people I know so I'll never forget traveling with her it's back to traveling but we were in Italy and Ganai was just, she is just a really, um, she knows what she wants and she goes for it. And I just, oh, I love it. I just love, I love that I know her. But I remember I was traveling with her and my friend Oz and we were on such a budget and it actually became such a fun thing. This was like in our early thirties, became such a fun thing to see how could we spend the least, least amount in a day yet still have like don't skimp on food, don't skimp on anything, like still have this amazing experience. And so I'll never forget one time we went to the grocery store and we bought all this beautiful food to make like these wonderful sandwiches with, you know, beautiful Italian cheese and salamis and meats and all this stuff. But, but our sandwiches were cold. And so I remember Kanai goes, let's just go and let's go to one of those sandwich shops and ask them if they'll um, toast this for us to make, turn them into paninis. <laughs> I was like, uh, you're going to go into like a cafe and ask them to do this for you for free. Like, oh, but then I was like, but that would be so yummy. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she even, like, I wouldn't even have had that thought. And I was like mortified. And she was just like, well, Rosa, you don't know unless you ask. And I thought, oh my God, goodness, isn't that true? And that has served me well. People are just people. So what, you know, what makes us so afraid sometimes to ask things for the things that we desire and want? And, you know, something as simple as a sandwich to something as big as a promotion, right? So this is a lesson that has really served me so incredibly well. And again, who you spend time with is everything. It's so powerful, The next lesson I have learned from the people I spend time with is how to advocate for myself. Look, I was the shyest child you can imagine. And (laughs) I know like my friends find that hard to believe now. Like my newer friends, the friends that grew up with me probably know that. But my mom will tell you like she's just like, oh my goodness. It was just, it was almost crippling. Like it was really terrible. And I hated that feeling of being shy, but I didn't know how to crack through it. And like over time, I I learned how to come through that again through people I spend time with. But because of that shyness, I really find it 
at times really hard to advocate for myself. And I think over the last two years, how much I've had to advocate for myself when it comes to medical decisions, when it comes to all sorts of different um, scenarios that the last two years has brought many of us. And so I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But, you know, a cousin of mine is just, I've always been in awe of her because I've always seen her as such a strong and confident person. And she's just um, so good at advocating for herself. And I've always admired her. And the way that I learned to advocate for myself, especially through the last two years, was watching her do it, asking her questions, watching her do it, knowing that again, the worst thing that can happen is that people say no, but you've got to, and even, you know, going beyond the no, because that's what she taught me is that no doesn't necessarily mean no, that when you understand yourself when you know um, the situations that you're in to be strong and to stand in your beliefs and I just that was something like really that was such a huge and empowering lesson for me that I know will serve me well throughout life and I'm so grateful for that and again I would not have been able to do that on my own like what a beautiful lesson The next lesson I've learned, number four, I've got five big ones that I've learned from people just, again, choosing carefully who I spend time with. One is my friend Karen, who I met when I had become a personal trainer. I was in my early 30s and Karen, I believe, had just turned, she hadn't turned 50. She was in her late 40s, I I believe. And the only reason I share the age, because age truly is just a number, is because she had just become a personal trainer. And I was like, wow, like... She inspires me every day to keep learning, to keep growing, to keep giving back, to keep doing things in service of others. Now she's moved on and really niched as um, uh, as um, someone in the in the space of specialization for stretching, and she works in this like incredible space doing that for people and. I just think, wow, like she just keeps developing herself. And that's how I always want to be is a lifelong learner. So if you spend time with people who are lifelong learners, it inspires you to be the same. And, you know, Tony Robbins has this really great um, quote. And he basically says, if you're not learning, you are dying. And it doesn't mean you're dying like physically, but, you know, emotionally and and mentally. And that's when we get into these ruts in life, these even maybe bouts of slight depression. It's when we're not growing. If you ever think of a time where you're learning something new, you're doing something exciting, you're having a new adventure, you're meeting new people, you you are growing and you get this energy and this excitement and you become alive. And that's something we don't get from always being in a comfortable state. So I absolutely love that that quote. And the fifth lesson I have really learned is to keep pushing for more and to keep pushing my body, even physically, like the physical sense. And I get that from my mom, like at 81, I'm my goodness, I just had some friends over and my mom picked up two of my kettlebells, the 16 kilo, and I think either the 12 kilo or the 20 kilo. And she's like, she loves it. And she's just, you know, picking them up and she's always in her garden and she does like really hard physical labor, even at 81. And I know that that's the reason that she, 
looks younger than what she is. She's, I'm sure biologically, like, or physiologically, she is younger than 81 because we know that our chronological age and our physiological ages are, can be very different. But I love that. And that's why I love spending so much time with her because I'm always in awe of her. I'm always inspired by her. And, you know, I tell her sometimes, but I can't tell her all the time because that's all I would talk about, but just on a daily basis. And people often wonder like why I spend so much time with my mom all the time. I'm like, yes, because she is one of those people in my life that inspires me. And that's why it's not just because we are related. Even if we weren't related, she would be my friend. I've always loved the idea of having friends that are older, friends that are younger, friends of different ages. We get sometimes so stuck, and I'm sure it comes from school systems where we go through, you know, all these years of our lives with people of the same age, and yet that's not where growth happens. It happens in variety of people and experiences and people's beliefs and everything. Like we just learn so much from each other. And so you know, if you're like, oh, great, you know, this sounds great, Rosa, but, you know, I just don't know anyone. Like, I am stuck in that group of people that I just see all the time. And even though I love them and care for them, it's not inspiring me anymore. And I feel like I'm not growing. I feel like I'm stuck. Well, then it's going to take some action. You know, when I moved moved to this new place a year and a half ago, I was in a really low point in my life. And I went through quite a few months of being by myself. And part of that was, you know, the current situation where people weren't even allowed out to visit each other. But part of it was also one taking that time to heal, but also not just spending time randomly with people just because it was convenient. Like I was really wanting to be conscious of spending time with people that really, um, again, help me to feel inspired and help me to grow. So how do you do that? Well, there's different ways. Like one thing is we need to be proactive and go out there and meet people. I always recommend, you know, if health is your next adventure, if, if, raising your game in your health is what you want to do, then sign up to a workshop or even a retreat. The reason I don't say the gym is because how often over the years have you met people at the gym? Some people have the gift of the gab and they will meet friends at the gym and that's fantastic. And if you're one of those people, that's brilliant. But I generally find it's not an easy place to meet people. Often people are just looking down and doing their own thing, but look for workshops or a a weekend retreat somewhere, some, somewhere where you're going to have a little more time with people and in-depth conversations with people. Maybe sign up to a a class, like a cooking class. I don't mean like a workout class. Cause again, I find those can be a little bit difficult unless they have built in some sort of like social component because sometimes you can find that where people will hang out afterwards. Um, I remember being part of a running club and I mean, that's what kept me running was the social component because afterwards everyone always stayed around for a cup of tea and that was like, oh gosh, that was my favorite part. And so there was it, there was that part of it. So look for something that has that in it. If you are desiring to travel, just do it. Just book it. Once it's booked, you can't go back. And that's sometimes the beauty of it. We just have to force ourselves into it. But when you're traveling, you know, I'm not a fan of tours. They've never like, I've never found them super exciting. But if I was at a stage in my life where I couldn't 
didn't have friends that wanted to travel with me, I would for sure book a tour for the sake of that's a great place to meet people. I would even stay at hostels. And I know that hostels are so like, you know, something you do in your 20s, but people are hosteling more and more in older ages. You simply book the kind of like the nicer part of the hostel where you get like a private room. But the nice thing is that you will meet other travelers. And like I said, this that whole kind of area of hosteling has, has developed and changed as hotels have become really expensive. And, you know, it's not that we don't like the nice things. I love like the finer hotels, but if the purpose is to meet someone, the hotel is not going to be the place that that happens unless again, they have some sort of an excursion or something that you can do where you are going to meet people. And then, you know, if it's in the state of you've got to bring in some, maybe financially, you want to improve financially, you know, there are so many beautiful side businesses. I've just joined after 13 and a half years with one company, I've just joined another company and oh my goodness, do I feel like so inspired again. I'm meeting so many incredible women. And the cool thing about side hustles is usually personal growth is such a big component of it. And so through there, you start to meet like-minded people and you really get that support to push through your comfort zone and to really step into the person that you are and become that person that you, you want to be and that you know you are just maybe fear or shyness or whatever it is, is holding you back. So those are three different areas of life where you can really excel and meet people that are going to help you to get get that energy back to live that absolutely amazing and inspired life. So my friend, I hope that this has helped you in some way. If it has, send me a message on Instagram is awesome. I'm at rockofit, um, R-O-C-O-F-I-T there. If you're like, Rosa, you just mentioned that side business. What is that all about? Send me a message. I'll talk to you about that too, because I absolutely love it. And in three months, it's just been, oh my goodness. I mean, it's early days, but... I have never been so blown away with a company that is so modern, so perfect for this phase of life being in my 40s. And um, yeah, there's just, that would be a whole other podcast episode, which you know what? Possibly it will come out where I talk about that as well in greater detail. But for today, I really wanted to talk about, you know, having a look at again, who you're spending time with, look at your energy levels. Are you with people that are taking energy? Are you with people that just, maybe they're not taking energy, but you're also not getting energy back. And it is give and take. And when we feel energized and inspired, we also give that energy to others. So this isn't just about us being selfish. It's really just about us finding, you know, that place that we can really live life to the fullest and feel absolutely, um, joyful and happy and vibrant. All right, beautiful. Have an amazing week and I will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new. If you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.